This is The Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching The Child. I'm Chris, and... Oh, God. And I'm Derek, and... Ugh. Ugh. Jeez, man. I'm not going to ask if you're ready. Yeah. Three, two, one, engage. Part of this episode, like half of it, its purpose is to give us all the new stuff. Which makes sense. to do real quick. Like, this is an old Excelsior model from Star yeah, Trek so that was neat. 3, The Search for Spot. I like that. Yep. So they're still in service. It's been 70 years. I still use these things. Okay. Um, models, are, models that you already have are cheap. This is the cargo bay. I'm sorry. New cargo bay. <laughs> I, I was wondering if, if Star Trek's the first one to do the whole, like, hey, we use energy to keep the bad space out. Yeah. I, I doubt they're the first one, okay. but they're doing it here now. I've always liked that. So, I've always uh, liked that kind of yeah. mechanic. And uh, there's so much stuff. Uh, new Worf's tank tread bulge. I like. I, I love that tank tread bulge. It's neat. It's all chainy. <laughs> new Worf's Worf's mustard uniform. Oh. New Riker's beard. <laughs> yeah. New lighting for the bridge isn't garish. <laughs> oh yeah, that is true. That is a good point. It's it's a bit warmer. Yeah. New Wesley's uniform. Oh, and also Wesley. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's actually doing a role. Isn't he though? Did he just yesterday feel... on Twitter? Oh, Will Wheaton like had the old sweater, uh, new Jordy, chief engineer. Will Wheaton had like the old sweater from season one. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, I haven't seen this thing in thirty years. It's great. Uh, new Riker sitting down, funny. Oh, that was funny. Um, so I'm I'm familiar with the meme where he does the funny thing. I guess it's like a recurring thing that he does. Oh, uh, Jonathan Frakes hurt his back. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's actually kind of hard for him to do certain things. So you notice Riker holds himself a little stiffly and stands a little funny sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and that's because of his back. Okay, neat. So I mean, not neat that he... I, I, going through back <laughs> issues, I sympathize, bro. Respect. Yeah, uh, but I, 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 not neat that he hurt himself. Neat that, like, they're the, the backstory, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, so George, Chief Engineer, we're learning about our wet dynamite is what this is. So this was stolen from a thing, which stole it from a thing where they're trying to, like, transport wet dynamite across Africa or oh, something. Oh, okay. So it's, like, just to make things... It's the dangerous cargo trip. Yeah, which I think is fine. I think it's 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 a good yeah. way to introduce, like, a sci-fi conflict as well. I mean, you just think... It, it, transport a thing you don't understand, have it do something you don't understand, try to figure out, bam, episode. Right. And it's, it's a sci-fi element. Like, we don't always need, like, a huge sci-fi idea at the center of these things right just a little sci-fi i'm still sci-fi up a little bit it was hard to kind of figure out the scale of this light at first because when it disappears into uh the enterprise i mean it looks like the size of a room you know like it's yeah it doesn't get as small as it i guess it should have and i think it's kind of funny here that these computers aren't networked (laughs) 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 like he has to walk to another terminal to check yeah, he just can't yeah. say, "Oh, let me bring up that window." Or Data couldn't just say, "Let me bring up that window." He had to call Jordy. Jordy had to walk to a thing and had to press a button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty versatile in terms of their like what they do. Apparently, you can just retask consoles on demand, but not all the time. It just reminds me of Battlestar Galactica. No networks. <laughs> yeah, I see that. That makes sense. Um, this scene is pretty neat here. Like, you get this kind of vision of. Uh, the entity, and I was really expecting to drop one of these guys, but it didn't. For, for all the things that have changed, procedures on the Enterprise remain the same. <laughs> that was weird. Is it gone? Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Don't think about it. Yeah. Um, Here, this and see, uh, so it's good. Mm. 
it's worth noting that uh, there's a writer strike on. So this is a plot stolen from Star Trek Phase Two, okay. the aborted series that eventually became the motion picture. Okay. And we've noted the similarities between Deanna Troy and Lieutenant Ilea. Ilea was going to become pregnant uh-huh. in this, uh, this script. Um, yes. So they just recycled old Phase Two plots. So uh, you know, this is where we get the. I mean, what is this? I mean, we're, we never really know. It's a cosmic entity rape or something. I don't know. I mean, it is. <laughs> it's an energy being. It's. Interesting, it impregnates her against her will, which for humans... I mean, yeah, that's the rape thing, but... I mean, we kind of do that to animals, right? Like, we impregnate cows because we want the milk. We impregnate horses because we want other horses. And, like, I'm not saying that... I'm not being an apologist here, but just if you're thinking about... uh, Well, humans don't do that, like, to other animals. Like, yeah, well, no, we kind of do. (laughs) Right. And the thing is, is that... um, Rape is a very specific type of crime, and it is... Is it the violation of the person that's the the root cause of rape versus regular violence? Is it the violation of specifically, like, sexual areas? Yeah. Or for sexual gain that actually makes it rape? Well, I, I think, um, too, is kind of the, um, the, the, the taking away from control, one, of the body, but also the... The emotional thing, like the body reacts with certain sensations with, when when sexual congress is happening, whether or not how you feel about it. You know what I mean? And that can uh, jack yeah. up your your headspace for sure. Right. It's it's a multifaceted, beautiful prison of terrible things. Yes, no, it uh, is. <laughs> but what I can say is that the energy being apparently derives no physical pleasure from this i mean none that we can tell it just said oh Um, i'm in this being now cool although i say it did decide to do this like at the exact worst time where it's like yeah i'm gonna go into deanna troy and be born oh no but now i'm you're carrying this oh you're all gonna i gotta leave now oh man i'm sorry (laughs) I, i do not have as an energy being a becoming physical and being birthed fetish. Yeah. But I do possess a bomber jacket that's a size too small and I always wear it inside. So, like, well done. <laughs> so, yeah, no, this is not right. Well, and this you is... would expect, I mean, if, if, we, if you were a higher life form, you'd expect a certain manner of, oh, I have more knowledge of what's going on than the people that are here. You know, like me and ants. I can look at ants and like, ah, oh, I know what they're doing. <laughs> the individual ant may just know its own job, but I can step back and say, okay, I know what ants are doing, like, at a whole. So you would think that this energy being would say, oh, okay, they're doing a thing. I'm curious. Oh, they're doing a dangerous thing. Maybe I should wait. At, at the same time, it was this very week that I watched a robo puppy play with wild dogs <laughs> in, in Australia. So, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Danger is a fluid concept. So we need new doctor. I mean, this is we don't get crusher. Like, what the hell, man? New Doctor Pulaski. Uh, Um, So she's gonna be around. Then I was hoping it was just kind of a one episode gig. The deal is, is that (laughs) Gates McFadden, who played Doctor Crusher, uh fucking believes in herself and demands that she doesn't need to be treated by shit by certain people within the production staff uh-huh. because she's a lady uh, she fought constantly against sexism behind the scenes in the first season uh, and eventually either she went or the producer went and they opted to have her go she was 
because she stood up for what she believed in. And now we have um, Dr. Pulaski, who I personally like, who the fandom hates for reasons that we will have ample time to get into <laughs> as we go okay, through. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it then because there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, and, and it's weird that he, he talked about Tin Ford like it was some sort of... Uh, oh, he's, she's found the bomb room. <laughs> let's get, let's get the doctors out of the bomb room. <laughs> it's a place that's always been here, and we're all familiar with it, Derek. <laughs> just, it's like, oh, it's, it's just to the left. How come I've never seen that door before? <laughs> you did not see that door before because um, I don't think there was room on the set for it. I think they had the old the old bridge from the original series, which acted as the battle bridge, uh-huh. uh, on set. So, like, there wasn't enough room, but now, like, they cleared that out. They still have it around for stuff, but that gave them room to make Tin Ford, and they had the budget for it. Okay. Um, they got picked up. I mean, this... You know, for a like, they were they were hugely popular. The first season was incredibly so successful. I read uh, a post on the internet, of, and I'll try to be quick I'm here. Sorry. New Tin Ford. <laughs> uh, uh, about uh, mammoth tusk farming, and it had a lot to do with ships and alcohol. And you think new Academy Award winner Whoopi? Goldberg. Hey, look, it's Whoopi. That's oh man, that's good. You know, I like uh, I like Whoopi, and uh, you see her in like the screen, the cast shot of this. So I knew she was showing up. I just didn't know when. You kids, before she was in the View, she was actually an actress. She hasn't won an Academy Award yet in this timeline, but she she has now. So she was she's a good actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why she does the View. Um, but anyway, Mammoth Tusks, Water, they. These Russians apparently get mad drunk and people die. So you'd think, I mean, these aren't Russians in space, but um, they're people in space. So you think maybe alcohol wouldn't be such a great idea? Yeah. Also, I mean... Uh, they explain that. Okay, interesting. The woman is pregnant. Inform the man. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the ancient rites of... Uh, I've ga- gathered council of men here uh, to talk about female reproductive issues. <laughs> yeah. You notice how she sits so far away. Right. Like, they, they, they've, she's shunned herself almost. And they're talking... Well, I don't want to go that far. They, well, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. And they're talking, like, at her instead of with her. And and Riker... Yeah. Oh, man, Riker, I want to punch this dude so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, he's still Riker. Oh, man. We're still... sort of hoping for a jump up from season one. Oh, man, yeah, no. He, nope, still Riker. He must have turned his Rikering from, like, six to eight. Oh, shit, new Dr. Pulaski. I do that one. Oh, this is Diana Moldar, by the way, uh, from the original series. She was the the blind doctor. Oh, okay. From the one with the Medusans, and she was the the lady who was taken over by the old ones when they had the orbs. Yeah. Return to tomorrow. So she's she's taking this whole uh, the doctor is taking this whole hey atypical pregnancy thing uh, rather you know calmly. So I'm wondering if there actually is some doctrine about energy beings, and maybe she's just the only one that's read it. That's goddamn Starfleet. She's been around. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mean to be indelicate, Riker, because you're a jerk. You're a jerk that should be slapped. Like, I just want... Yeah, like, what the f*** does it matter? Yeah, like, f- you. You, yeah you're out of this game. Get the hell out. Get off of yeah, my bridge, dude. or wherever we're at. Yeah. Get out of here. Like, you're no longer allowed, allowed to release in the ready room. Yeah, you can't release anywhere. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're done, Riker. <laughs> And so, uh, at the very least, uh, we, well, I mean, I guess he's asking questions, but why wouldn't you have Deanna Troy have these questions being asked herself, like, or, or 
you're talking to the audience yeah. here, right? Why not let Troy yeah. communicate these things? Like, this episode does the bare minimum of giving Deanna Troy some agency here. Yeah. And because they're like, oh, what should we do with this group? And Deanna Troy's like, I'm a woman, I'm making a choice yeah. to have a baby. And it's... To not have an abortion. Yeah. Like, yay. Yeah, and it's like, it's a, it's a very, you know, um, it's a very complex topic. And you're just going to take the woman's dialogue like out of the equation almost? Like it's... Yeah. You could have just written this episode so that she's engaged in it. Yeah. But instead, like, you have the bare minimum here. Which is, thank you for doing the bare minimum, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. better. It's a, a very, very small step forward is better than no step, question mark. <laughs> and, you know, she asserts herself. Well, I think, like, this is the good part of this scene. But the, the thing is that you have this abortion debate and then a lot of shows are like well a woman is pregnant maybe because the actress got pregnant maybe because we were lazy writers and we have no other plot for a woman but to have a baby right. case in point so I mean a, the a gun. so like you have to like can't just have the baby you have to have debate about it because a woman has to have a choice but then you can't actually have an abortion because you can't abort babies either yeah and it's so like the, it's a basic like sci-fi thing where it's just a parasite I mean a baby's essentially a parasite <laughs> moving on <laughs> um, hey I have a child who I love deeply but she was a parasite so the deal is, is that um, like they let the lady choose and she always chooses to keep the baby yeah and like it's a pretty safe route to go down which, again, narratively speaking, though, why would you have a story about a woman getting pregnant yeah. and then she just aborts it? Like, that's just bad storytelling. Yeah, no, true. That's like, oh, are we going to go to the adventure planet for boobs? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's let's go to the spreadsheet planet instead. <laughs> I don't uh, even know why we talked about that I, other I, Yeah. I, <laughs> I hear that they increased the selves of the spreadsheets from 100,000 million to 200,000 million. <laughs> and they have three new functions. Ooh, so anyway... So anyway, this is apparently the bee planet, and he's a beekeeper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They've been calling this place Odet 9, but apparently it's Bodet 9. But they're just really good at keeping the bees. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with his uh, headgear here, but it looks like it's held together by Legos. <laughs> no, they're little, they tracks, they're inners. It's a beekeeper. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's dangerous, though. Look, th- at, look at what he's wearing. I thought they it's were about to have, like, a little kerfuffle here. Like, uh, like he's like, hey, who are you? And he's like, well, who are you? I'm like, uh... The guy that's supposed to be doing a thing? You're just a technician? I'm a captain? Yeah. Are there, are there no, is there no paperwork? <laughs> like, you point of contact? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. I, like, I'm glad they got work, that worked out. Yeah, I mean, so, anyway, this, so we got the, the dangerous MacGuffins here, but we don't really have much about uh, the reason why we need the MacGuffins. And so it, it kind of, you lose some weight here, as, narratively, I feel. Because, yeah, it's dangerous, but so who cares? Like, why? Like, what makes this important? They spend, like, a disproportionate amount of this episode making this stuff, establishing this stuff as dangerous. It's plasma plague, Derek. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that's, like, charged ions, <laughs> uh, dang- plasma, or, like, blood plasma, but it's dangerous. I mean, we, we, we're sitting oh, on did, top did, wait. of... We're sitting on top of did, a nuclear did, reactor. Oh, not nuclear, antimatter reactor. I mean, yes, they also have fusion reactions, which fusion reactors, which are nuclear reactors, but that's different. <laughs> Look, it's it's all dangerous. It's all dangerous all the time. This is a new dangerous. <laughs> so the the thing is, though, is that we skipped completely over the part yeah. where uh, he was going. Pulaski yeah. said that D- 
Deanna's son would be genetically identical to Deanna. Yeah, no, Let me that's say true. one little thing about this. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. Deanna was born someone's, with an X chromosome. Yeah, someone's which, I'm sorry, with a Y chromosome. <laughs> then I think maybe, maybe that child may not be a complete yeah. one of her. Someone's, one chromosome is different. Yeah, someone's bad at doctoring for sure. I mean, Troy can be trans. I'm not, I'm not, you know, <laughs> taking issue with that. Yeah. But I don't think that was the intent of this episode. I think they're just stupid. Yeah, stupid writers. Uh, I, I also want to point out here that Data had to go find Dr. Polanski, and he was going one way, and then she said, hey, I need to go to sickbay because reasons. And he's like, okay, cool, I'll escort you, and goes the exact opposite way. <laughs> Maybe he's going to 10 <laughs> I don't know. Uh, these, are, these are interesting questions from Data. This is Data kind of being out of his element. As a mechanical life yeah. form. And I don't understand exactly why he has to go faster here. I guess he it's his way of being excited. Yeah. I accept that. I would accept that Data has emotions, but he does not. The other it. thing that kind of bothers me here is like, this okay. Is great comedic acting from Brent Spiner. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that kind of bothers me here, like, okay, we, we're, we've gone past the whole how we've gotten impregnated here. And we've gone past the whole, you know, we didn't take the woman into account. Now we're talking about this just very weird, abnormal pregnancy. And we have a doctor that's like, hey, you're just a regular mama. Like, no, no. Like, this still has to be treated with a certain level of gravity. I mean, yeah, sure, we have security personnel, as we see. But you still need to do extra things than just a regular baby delivery, right? (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't know. Energy probe? (laughs) Yeah, 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 I don't know either. She did do a wardrobe change. That's a pretty fancy pregnancy gown. It's like, yeah. It's also she gets some different clothes. Look at this dude, this creeper right here. Oh, she can't have a baby without me. Yes, she can, Riker. Go back to your you duties. Just, yeah, do 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 anything else, Riker. Don't you have like two or three different holograms you want to have sex with that are waiting on you? You're still <laughs> looking for minuet that you fell in love with after one day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm going to do, Riker? I'm going to go to the holodeck. I'm going to make minuet. <laughs> I'm going to have sex with you. Yeah, them. now what? I'm going to tell you about it. That's going to fuck up your <laughs> I'm actually, day, Riker. I'm actually going to record it and send it to you via space mail. It's like email, but in space. <laughs> yeah, the kids are the kid, The kids will tell you about it. All the teenagers know. So, I just... <laughs> uh, Where do they get baby? Baby actors? Because, like, I mean, this is a young baby, no teeth. I mean, imagine they pinched it. Worf is straining, like, not to eat it, I guess. I don't know what that was about. He's, he's being cautious. They get the babies from the guff, Derek. The guff. They get from the guff. All right, that's fine. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where they They get look the like they're underneath like some sort of like auto mechanic <laughs> something. <laughs> like, did you check the oil? Yes, I checked the oil. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an okay futuristic birthing bed. Um, I, I do want to admit, and I know they kind of address it somewhat, but this is all very clinical, um, which yeah. they address it, but I feel like it just is kind of... It's washing away a lot of the humanity of what this is supposed to be. I mean, there was no problems, no anything, and it's also not a real kid. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I don't know. They're going to bring it up later, yeah. but I'll just go ahead and um, <laughs> Troy's mom joke. Um, so they're going to bring it up later, but like apparently her physiology is fine. There's no impact from this, right? And it's like she never had a baby at all. So. Um, like, what's the point of this? Nothing. None of this matters. None of this matters at all. By the end of the episode, spoilers, the Troy will not have a baby. Yeah, and, that, and then, that's what throws me the most, is that who cares? Like, why did you even yeah. do this? Troy feels terrible about this baby, but then she sees the baby, so she wants to keep it forever. And then she's emotionally devastated. But, like, most of this episode is about, like, not Troy and her relationship. Yeah. It's about solving the mystery of the baby. Right. So the baby's always a mystery. 
Let me pitch. If this thing had taken six episodes to play out, yeah. in the background, it would have been a great story. Yeah, it could have been. Would have had like that time that little Ian did the thing. Ian did the other thing, and then you know, oh no, the ship was in trouble. So Ian was worried, and then Troy was a mom. And then Troy's a mom, and then he dies, and we're connected to Ian, and we give a shit. Get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah, you don't fuck. You don't belong here. I love how uh, I love how Worf comes in here. Is like I'm like I'm eye on you. Like you just gave him the the Worf eyes and said like I'm eye. Just so you know, little kid. Like uh, no, I'd like stop it. I want the, I want them to have a close friendship. I really like it when they and they have a friendship. But whenever he gets weird and possessive about Troy's vagina, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> no, me either. Don't like it. I I, I and. I, de- I get frustrated with Riker for doing it, and I get frustrated with Troy for letting it. Yeah. So, anyway, I feel like maybe like this one interaction lands more on the friend side. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Ish, At least yeah. uh, no. I, I said it lands more. Yeah, like yeah, 51%. no. One percent. You're right. <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, look, this I, is what the bridge looks like." Yeah. It is Dana Moldar uh, has a different uniform. I'm just saying this doctor is not uh, is not winning me over yet. I miss yeah. pressure. She doesn't. She doesn't have to. Uh, you will notice she might remind you of Leonard H. McCoy. Okay. Because they stole this from the times when Leonard H. McCoy was the doctor, right? Uh huh. So uh, there we go. She likes to the baby. Yep. So she feels a lot like him in many ways, and she's also a character that has conflict with other characters. And that's one thing I do like about her. We'll, we'll get into that later. Yep. Okay. So, interesting. Um, uh, so, yeah, so anyway, she, hmm? the, uh, th- this is just interesting here. You know that we're getting into. Um, we have at least some otherness about this uh, pregnancy, um, but we still don't treat it with any kind of gravity. It's just almost kind of like a, a chore list or some footnotes. Like, did we monitor the thing? Yes, we're going to monitor the thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Carry on. This is all pretty placid. In terms of how this plot develops, you yeah. don't feel any tension. It's just weird and creepy. Like I thought they were gonna do the whole like, uh, what is it? Fuck. Oh god. I say <laughs> Picard is staggered. He expected a baby, <laughs> not a goddamn child. Because like, I'm out. Babies are easy. Job, <laughs> yeah, babies are easy. You don't have to ask any questions. You don't have to do things with them. As he sneers. Oh yeah, this is beautiful. Do you have more tea? Amazing. <laughs> I love this. Oh god, that one's walking. It's walking towards me. Wolf! <laughs> Wolf, get to dinner now. What if I told you about being at least 50 steps away from me when there's a child present? Uh, Wolf tackles the toddler. Like, the <laughs> child backhands and more flies. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> that is so what would happen. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, they could have done this whole Rosemary's Baby thing, right? Where, you know, mm. he's like a little Damien. He's like, oh... Um, and I think, I mean, I think that's the omen. I think Rosemary's baby was just a terrible baby. <laughs> Maybe was it? Uh, no, it was. I was thinking about the potatoes, Rosemary, so I, Rosemary's I baby was the Antichrist. That was the whole okay. Thing. I didn't know that. <laughs> I always should I watch Rosemary's baby, and then I'm like Rosemary Potato. <laughs> Another thing I've learned through our friendship here. Um, God, I love potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like I, I do like this, but yeah, I mean they. It's just so weird that they just like oh. We did this pretty amazing thing, but there's no no reason for it. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this. Um, data, data, right? Yeah. Another reason not to like Pulaski because she's mean to do. Well, I mean, I'm making little crying things with my fist right now. <laughs> well, 
I mean, I mean, we've already established being a dick to Data is a tried and true tradition in the first season. So she's Fair just enough. carrying on um, that that tradition. I mean, the only one that's cool to Data is Jordy because they're bros. Trust me. Exactly. It, but she is going to take this to a high art oh. and probably suck up most of the shit that people are piling on Data. <laughs> like, in some way, she acknowledges that Data has emotions. And in another way, she's being a complete dick. Uh, is she like is she deal- like battle hardened? Like was she on Cerberus three in the middle of the franchise wars or some nonsense? No, no, they'll, they'll talk about her history later. I don't, there's not a lot there. I had to I had to wiki the fact that she's Polish, uh-huh. so they don't tell us a lot. But I do want to mention that um, just the way the, that she pronounces data, it's important, right? One of this one is his name, the other one is not. Yeah, and, and that's an eloquent way to put it. You know, when when you ha- you have names with a whole bunch, you have different. Uh, spellings and different pronunciations and you identify with a certain configuration of those and the others just don't feel right. Right. And you know, we're talking about Ferner names. Uh, you know, like when Hispanic people have R's, rolled R's in their names. It might look like a dick, but you should probably pronounce those rolled R's because one is their name and the other one right. is Right. And, you know, I mean, some people acquiesce. Like you have a whole um, – th- there's a whole thing with uh, Indian immigrants and Chinese immigrants who pick American names because uh, Americans butcher their names otherwise or don't even try to learn them. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if they do that, I think that's it's great for them. It probably makes things a lot easier. But um, as an American in a multicultural society – um, just just go the extra mile. Yeah. Say the funny name funny. Take a second. Even if you look like yeah. a... What is that? Is that... That's the original series font on the top of the nursery? Fuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're in the like puppy room. Worth doing. You're in the puppy room yes. giving him some sort of, uh, I guess, synthetic meat because we've already established we don't have real meat here anymore because we're it's made, it's, it's, progressive. It's actual meat. It's just made out of energy instead of cows. Do you need the cow to die for it to taste good? Um, I, it's not enough for me to be nourished. Something also has to die in the process. Fair enough. Um, it's like that quote so yeah. from the kid. is like, it's not enough that I should succeed. Also, others must fail. <laughs> I, you know, if you ever want to compare ships, no other ship in Starfleet has a whole puppy pen. <laughs> It's hard competition. Are these puppies even real? Did she just kind of conjure them up from the uh, the matter? What is it? The replicator, and then now they're just going to be like deconstructed later. How dare you imply <laughs> the puppies aren't real? Dare you? I mean, the puppies are real. There's a hop, skip, and a jump between puppies and lambs, and then from lambs to cows. So here's, here's a transporter, guys. <laughs> uh, beef o' mine. I've seen or something. this dude before, uh, haven't I? No, no, you've never seen him Come before. On, I've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the pilot. Oh, was, oh, was there. Oh, yeah. Pilot. Okay. He was wearing red. Yeah, he was wearing red, and he was running the con. Well, now he's good. In the good to see him. It's, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. I think he's going to appear a couple more times in season two. Okay. So they kind of work on their supporting casts in season two this, to, to change things up a little bit. This dude is just—he just exudes, um, like, like technician <laughs> like he's just like well i don't know here but i got a good feeling I'm like no you need results man <laughs> read the instrument in front of you <laughs> yeah. it's like it's beeping at me funny <laughs> <laughs> so you completely talked over that school teacher's demon child <laughs> yeah Good. yeah that, that is also true he's like wait he did grow my god i like the way you have a huh no i gotta i like the way you have a whole scene where Troy and the child sort of, like, have a moment together. Like, she goes to a parent-teacher conference or something. She picks him up from school. It's like, 
You almost sold us on this show. You almost sold us on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back to the mystery. You were so close to actually uh, uh, getting us to connect with uh, you know this event, uh, only to just cut the scene. So here's the deal. Everyone on this ship has a tragic backstory. <laughs> but the most tragic backstory is f***ing Jean-Luc. Yeah. He's never <laughs> played with puppies in his life. What? Jean-Luc, what? What the hell? I thought, that, I thought there was a whole grade in the French education system about playing with puppies. Worf's parents died in front of him. Like, dude, that, how can okay. you throw Worf under a bus like that? That's, that's genuinely, like, funny scene. <laughs> because it's not that he, like, oh, I'm accidentally doing a thing that's going to hurt me. Ah, I hurt myself. He's like, huh, hot thing. He deliberately, like, puts his finger in the hot thing and is like, ah. And it's like, oh, that's funny. But that's, his, that's the point of it, though, is that he's learning about hot things and pain and suffering. Not that Ian gets off on it. So <laughs> yeah. fine. Fine. He certainly isn't a sadomasochist. That isn't true. <laughs> he's he's an, he is an energy being at his core, not a not a human child, uh, and he's into kinky. <laughs> that's all I'm so um, he does also know why he's here. He just doesn't feel like telling you about it. And then he trolls these guys super hard. Like, why are you here? <laughs> it's like, why are you here? Like, no, they eventually do the galaxy quest thing, right? Yeah. Where like uh, the captain asks a billion times. And then eventually Troy has to ask. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, that I is only true. answer yeah. questions from her. Yeah, yeah. Deanna's like, I've got one job. It's talking <laughs> to the energy being which is within my child. And I, it's a stupid job, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, this episode. And so we get, like, some kind of covertness from Dan Troy here. He's like, oh, the answer's within him. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll stay with him and, and try to figure out more. But it... I mean, I, like, I kind of got this from this dialogue, but then that's it. That's it. That's that's everything we have as far as there may be a conflict with this um, yeah. until, like, this actually gets resolved. Yeah. We still have we still have zero conflict and zero stakes. Like, we have stakes around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check 10-4. Check the cargo bay. Yeah. Where are the stakes? Just check random rooms. Just like this. Just go outside the ship, room to room. Find out where the conflict is. <laughs> Try to get it into this plot as soon yeah, as possible. The conflict's being Please. stubborn, sir. Get Worf on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, this, this all looks nice. Like, I don't say this enough. I know you have a bit you're going to get into here in a second, but this all looks great. So, I mean, it's like beer and chess. That's what Tim Ford's about, I guess? Yeah, beer and chess. That's neat. I mean, hard liquor and chess. No one drinks beer in the future. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. What are they, savages? Uh... Uh, you know, I think that, that that's kind of neat. Uh, it reminds me, supposedly, um, back in the olden times, uh, like late 1800s, uh, bars were where, like, PhDs would, like, chill out, like, drink beer and talk about nerd shit. I'm like, man, I want a place that where I could go and meet space and talk, like, drink and talk about nerd shit. I wish there was a real place. Like a, sounds terrible, but, what? you know. No, like, like, good, good luck with you, good doing that. <laughs> Talking to people. In the meat space. <laughs> in the meat space. <laughs> Terrible. So this is this is uh, you know interesting. Uh, I've always wanted if if I had a wish, um, so, like when I grew up and like I saw a conversation like this, I was like, man, I want to be like in this case, I would say I want to be Whoopi Goldberg. Like I want to be able to be smart and wise enough to be able to elicit this kind of response out of other people. Um, and it took me a lot of time in my life to realize that nobody has conversations like this. <laughs> like nobody lets no. other people talk. It doesn't doesn't work that way. It is 
That is unfortunate, but mostly true. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, if they have a core belief and you challenge it, even in a little way, they will fight you. <laughs> they will fight you in real life. Usually. The, um, the fact is that this, this situation has a power imbalance, right? Whoopi Goldberg is much more powerful than Leslie is. Because she's older. Yeah. Much older. I mean, and powerful. She's... I don't know, but okay. No, 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 not powerful. I mean, like wisdomish. Like she's the wise one. That that'll come up. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what, what, how powerful guy. Oh, okay. But, um, like in in terms of wisdom and the fact that she says, "Hey, look, maybe you should reevaluate what you're doing." Yep. And he's like, "Should I?" And he's listening to her, and that is there's a power imbalance there. There's her being more powerful and him listening to her. Yeah. And you you can get into the dynamics of that. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure many scientists have. Um. But it requires for him to accept that on some level yeah. and to say, hey, look, I respect you, and therefore, I'm going to receive what you're giving me. I've watched um, many a TED Tag Talk, <laughs> and what they all say, <laughs> oh, look at this guy. See, he's just a technician. He just doesn't even, he doesn't even, like, well, give us, do you have any specifics? No. <laughs> God damn it, they're about to cut to a commercial, Derek. He's got to be vague. Could, like he could say it's bad and then cut to commercial and then Jordy could say how bad and then he goes into it. But they even do, <laughs> they do it again. It's like, well, do you know anything? Uh, no. <laughs> Don't worry, they're gonna send uh, Data and Riker down there to fix it. Yeah, what's Riker gonna do? Everything. Nothing. Like he never does anything really important. He's gonna stand there. He's gonna stand. Be like, what's up? Gonna... It'll be slightly louder than everyone else. Yeah. Like he's gonna louder. look over everyone's shoulder and demand like a sit rep, even though he's in the same room listening. Yeah, <laughs> that's for the benefit of the audience mostly. Trust me, you're gonna be yearning for the days when Riker's asking questions instead of Troy. Oh, really? Interesting. And Troy's like, what's what's happening on the ship? And everyone's like, ah, oh, fucking Troy. Fine, we'll explain it to you. <laughs> they look directly at the camera. And <laughs> so. Because we're the audience. We're I kind of like the how they did this here. So there was this kind of back and forth. They cut away, and then now they have like they're, they're having a meaningful conversation. And so you infer in the, the the intervening time, you know, they built a rapport with each other, and he's happy now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. So yeah, it's good. It's effective. Um, like it, it's a case of I guess imply, don't show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, uh, it, it, it is. It just shows that even emotional, I, I don't know if I want to say growth, but even emotional kind of characterization between two people can happen off screen. Um, yeah. Where I think mostly people try to do like action, like they look through a window and see a horrific thing, and you just see the reaction stop instead of the actual monster. Yeah, and that's you know I think there's a place for all of that. Agreed. You know, right. Right. Right time, right place. Yeah. So I, I think it's effective the way they, they imply that time has passed and changes the tone and the body language and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and it also gives us a little, like, we don't know who Guinan is. Like, she is new to us. Oh, is like, is so. she new to the cast as well? Like, I mean, like, she new to the people on the Enterprise? Apparently, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they have. Yeah, that's true. About yeah. Rumors yeah, about that's true. Yeah. So, like, we, we understand she has some history with the captain. We just don't know what that history oh, is. okay. And then, yeah, I'm glad Data and Riker got down here first to solve this problem before the doctor, yeah. you know, the actual <laughs> biological expert. Well, I, you know, I do like how they show Geordi, and both Geordi and Data are doing, like, standard engineer. Look, I like this. <laughs> it's like your attitude saying, it's bad. Can you explain the bad <laughs> thing? No, it's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, the Geordi and Data, them 
they were troubleshooting the what kind of engineers do like hey what's what could be broken all that kind of jazz so I, I like okay look here's my here's my pitch guys you got a really long cable and you just tow it behind the <laughs> ship yeah. a safe distance away or it, and just let it break out in space yeah. throw it into a sun <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I, I don't <laughs> uh, I, I mean even if this is like I, so I imagine like in these containers are like amoeba things you know what I mean like just some kind of um, cytoplasm goop and so he's saying oh in however much time it was it's going to fill this entire container I'm like I think it, no matter how much food I gave goop inside of just a regular plastic box that goop's never going to force its way outside that box you know what I mean yeah. like it's yeah, and it's a special box. Like Jordy made it. It's a pretty cool box. Yeah, or you could just beam it up, and when it's converted to energy, yeah, just spread it out into space. You could also do that thing. I'm always curious about about like how much can the transporter hold, like in its RAM, yeah. like just digitize it and just keep it in the banks, and then we'll yeah, just straight. store it, or you know, we'll just operate at like half RAM. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's great. So. Yes. So they're they're doing the science thing. They're doing CSI space. Yeah. And the and the guy who like is the point of contact for all this dangerous stuff knows nothing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what's up? He could just be like a general science. Yeah, guy. I guess so. I just he, he's a beekeeper. He, yeah. He was just giving the captain lip, and I didn't like it. Not for a beekeeper. <laughs> beekeeper, you know, take too big for his britches. Is all I'm saying. My my only complaint with him is the mustache. Really? <laughs> really the mustache. So he's like, oh, oh no, I'm endangering the whole ship. I have to, I have to. Die. Well, I mean, at first you think it's just a kid. Like kids kind of do that. Like they say, oh, it's my, it's my fault. Like whatever the problem is, is like, oh, I did it, you know, and they, and they feel sad. Um, but yeah. then, you know, the other shoe drops. It's like, no, actually, he's gonna bounce because he's not a kid, even though we've all been pretending he's just a kid. So anyway. I could just go to sleep right now as the energy being leaves my body, or I could seize violently, vomit up blood, and then yeah. just have my chest explode. Yeah. We'll do that second one, though. It's also <laughs> kind of funny to me how um, when we get back from commercial break, like now, we're going to get a few lines yeah. of dialogue, and then he's going to just turn into energy. That's like, okay, couldn't you have just done that in reverse instead of this whole, <laughs> instead of this whole birthing thing? I mean, you could have just, I mean, if he's supposed to be a copy, which, you know, we've already gone, gone into because male, uh, but if he's a copy... Couldn't he have just copied, <laughs> like, like just picked someone's DNA, copied that as a kid, and called it done? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I was thinking it's weird. They're like, yeah, no, this thing's about to explode on the cargo bay. Oh, Deanna's weird baby's done? <laughs> yeah, let's send the A-team on that. There's not, like, another doctor on this ship. Well, it's just his, like another his setting, his setting uh, on his device happened to be on Inger or Iker radiation, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And so... Uh, that's how he was able to know, even though right. let's, you know, any kind of, any role player will tell you, hey, what's happening? Hey, what other significant event has happened? <laughs> oh, those two things are connected. <laughs> Fair enough. We can only assume that Data and or Riker was metagaming. Yeah. Well. Um, but I was wrong earlier. Apparently he just does die quietly. Um, so anyway, just cry it out, Troy. So, you know, I have a pitch here. You know, I'm going to talk over this because it doesn't matter. We've already established that. Um, I think I could flip this episode. So, Energy Being comes in, um, picks a male, um, attaches itself to, like, the gut section of a male, and starts, like, growing its own womb. Like, it's not inside, it's just, like, attached as a parasite. 
Um, okay. But as a product, you know, the male, you know, yes, I am pitching to you a version of Junior, but still, <laughs> the male. Oh, she was sad, so she's happy now. So we've come full circle and none of this matters. Yeah, we don't confirm. Yeah, 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 we knew that. Yes, and so. And so in the Space Junior episode, you know, it has its own womb. A male has to go through all the female things of birth. Um, and then when it starts doing this rapid growth thing, there is this kind of will it, won't it, you know, endanger uh, the ship. It takes maybe more than an episode or it takes the whole episode. And it's the only conflict about whether or not um, this thing can can live or if we have to do something about it. And also we get some insights into... Um, we subvert the whole woman having a baby thing by having a man have a baby. Yeah, we do that. I mean, regardless of what kinks that energy being is into, that's <laughs> called impreg. So, I mean, Google that or don't, folks. But uh, <laughs> if you are going to Google it, you might as well turn the safe search off. I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, you you know what that. you're doing. You could do that. And so, so, just keeping in mind that uh, he experienced a whole bunch of pain and was like, yeah, we were just curious. I just wanted to see what it meant to be alive. <laughs> yeah. See, Pain's the only thing you know, that makes you feel alive. You know how everybody asks so many questions about the baby and did so many scans? And yeah. Like so, so many, Tro- Troy's just going to tell us all that now in the Daily Mall. Yeah. Troy's just going to let us know. Right, so the other thing I kind of wanted to mention here is... You're doing what, good, Marina Service. <laughs> I don't know why people bang on your act. I think you're doing good here. Because, I mean, you're just given, like, ridiculous direction. Yeah. Like, cry, but then be happy, but then exposit. Eh, let's just end on crying, would you? <laughs> <laughs> and, Come on. Yeah, and so the, the thing that's kind of frustrating here is that both in the two huge emotional highlights of this episode, her, like, being alone again and her, you know, being kind of surprised pregnancied, uh, pranked, if you will, celestial pranked. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the people around her do the exact opposite of the thing they should be doing. <laughs> you know, there they're like, oh, she probably is mourning the loss of a thing. We should just leave her alone and let her, you know, get down to the bottom of a whiskey bottle or something. She'll be fine. <laughs> Everything. Or, you know, when she's, surpri- when she's celestial pranked, we're just like, oh, let's not involve her in the problem solving process at all. But keep her around so we're just talking at her instead of with her. Yeah. This is such a weird way to handle this. Yeah. Again. <laughs> and this, this is another thing that could have been in vain. He's like, hey, so we did this big dangerous thing that we didn't really know much about. But um, so what was it for? A vaccine. Oh, cool. So how long is it going to take? I don't know. Maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's science for you, though. You know, well, you do what you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, you'd expect after all the fancy things that they have, they at least, you know, can figure out when they can solve a problem versus when they can't. You know what I mean? Like, mm. we're going to do a vaccine because we know we can do a vaccine versus we're going to keep taking shots in the dark and hope when we hit something. I I don't think science gives us those kinds of guarantees. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's a TV show cliche to do that. <laughs> to say, yes, all those hardships you struggled are now immediately gratified. I mean, rewarded. So, you know, you have a little bit of, de- of deferred gratification there. And like it's uncertain. You do the right thing because it's the right thing, not because you're going to see anything good come out of it in your lifetime. Well, no, yeah, and yeah. I, I prefer that. And so, I mean, here we got him taking even like acting on that uh, advice, right? Where they say, look, I'm going to do the thing I want to do because Wesley. Um, <laughs> and you know, I guess we've we've officially xed out Doctor Crusher as a member of the cast, which is you know kind of a sad day. She's his mom, you know. You still have guest stars. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, 
I'm not going to say, I mean, you're, well, I'm not committing to that that we'll ever see her again. Okay. But yeah, no, that's clearly a thing. You can always do a special guest star. So uh, I, I like how they kind of give him some good-natured ribbing here. Um, yeah. I, I think that it, it, it kind of gives you that sense of camaraderie of what it means to be a part of this ship. Um, and I like how even uh, Worf is like, fine, I'll talk him in. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love that Worf is the one that does that. I don't know how. I guess the, I I always assume that Worf played that pretty straight, but uh, maybe he's on the joke and he's. Oh no, he's, he's totally in on the joke. He knows. All right. So and he's like, yeah, right. You're the ideal yeah, role model. Yeah. Why, why is that, sir? Why is he the ideal? <laughs> yeah, role model? yeah. Could you give me a list because I'm watching and I can't figure it out. He, he does the the city thing and and sometimes he stands around while uh, stuff's happening and. Um. He's slightly louder than other people. He micromanages on occasion. He's a natural leader. <laughs> natural leader. <laughs> Although he did miss the opportunity when Wesley was running up to Picard earlier to go, "Wolf, wolf!" <laughs> <laughs> Come here! Come here! It's, it, he it's, it's close to me. <laughs> Get it away. Um, uh, that's good stuff. So anyway, that is the child. It is over. Thank goodness. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so my thoughts on the child. Um, as as we kind of often do. First, we're back, yay, season two. Uh, yeah. Not that we're yeah. kind of like, you know, not that there was a budget we or gone. anything. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were not pending approval. <laughs> yeah, to do this yeah. thank goodness. Um, but you yeah. know, we get some new things, which is kind of good. I feel like this um, episode definitely has some bones for two separate episodes that could be used uh, well if anyone just gave. A care about doing that. Um, well, if this episode has bones, <laughs> it's the kind of bones you use strictly to make bone meal for. <laughs> but I'm sorry, please continue. Yeah. And, you know, I just I think that uh, you know, you know, as I said, uh, a pregnancy is essentially just kind of like a parasite, and so you know, you could definitely do like an aliens parasite thing and kind of have the same beats, um, and then maybe if it's just not innately malicious, like you still have to figure that out. Have the same beats and also a conflict, um, but you know, I guess whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's some horrible things about this. There's some things that uh, it's mostly horrible. <laughs> I'm trying to pull something out of this muck, but you know, there's a lot here. Don't 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 strain yourself doing that, yeah. Derek. This is I want to remind you the first episode of season two, and season two has 21 more episodes. So that charitable impulse you apparently have <laughs> to say nice things about episodes, um, you should just hold that, hold that until you absolutely need what, to. What I'm hearing is um, pace myself. Is that what I'm hearing? Pace, pace your your kindness. All right. Because our initial plan was to watch the first half of this, and then to um, marathon the second half. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. Um, we're but, we're um, we're gonna see uh, with with all medical issues and stuff, but I w- yeah. I, I will be kind of prepping myself at my earliest convenience to to get into better shape. So who knows? All right, so we will see. Um, that would happen. That would be the back half, the back eleven episodes. Yeah, um, ten or eleven. I mean, we can we can mix it up. But I have a feeling that by the time we get back there, you're going to have the Rocky theme playing to get yourself <laughs> in a good enough condition to shotgun season two, Whoa. possibly a live stream, it, and to have it done forever. We will, yeah, we will see. 
So, I mean, we have uh, the next episode here we have is uh, Where Silence Has Least. Oh, yeah. We want to do that part. Um, so, yeah, sure. here we get uh, everyone on the bridge, uh, Wesley, who's now on the bridge, instead of Jordy, which, you know, kind of sad about because still, you know, still hoping for that uh, buddy cop Data and Jordy spinoff. Um, they're all looking into the deep purple of space with no stars and some sort of yellow energy. Um, so I imagine they've come across something in space and want to know what it is. And then this is what we get from Netflix. The Enterprise encounters a mysterious void in space. And when they move in closer to investigate further, it envelops them and they can't get out. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think yep. this may be Star Trek's take on the blob. <laughs> <laughs> the blob eats things. That's what it encapsulates. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. They could a blob, but with the twist of having a protective shell. I don't know. Um, it doesn't give us much to go on, other than that. Um, yeah. You know, so this could be either good sci-fi or bad sci-fi. I guess I give it fifty-fifty. Those yeah. those odds may change. <laughs> It's, it's season two, Derek. Come on. All right, so um, thirty seventy. That's fair. Okay, we will find out. And until next time, remember, remember Rand. Hey, I'll make this less than sixty seconds because no one likes credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We're watching this on Netflix streaming, talking over Skype, and recording our conversation with Alamoto Call Recorder. All editing is done with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder, and our files are hosted on vanvelding.com. With DreamPress hosting, run with WordPress. Thank you, and remember,